What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. Today, we're going to be finishing up the NFC South team fantasy previews with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We already covered the rest of the teams in the South. We'll finish up with Tampa Bay here, and then we'll head on to the West divisions. The NFC and the AFC West will be the fin- uh, the finale for this series. So looking at the uh, the defending Super Bowl champions here, Tampa Bay, the continuity is there with Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles. And then the offense, man. You gotta you gotta get somebody from this offense for fantasy football this season, whether it's Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and then we'll look at the running backs and the tight ends as well. But uh, this should be a really fun offense. Consider that Tampa Bay was like learning, like Tom Brady was learning the offense as the season went on last year, and they didn't really hit their stride until the last month or so into the playoffs. So this this could be a monster here for offense this year. Tom Brady's out here talking about 17-0 and all that. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm very pumped up about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for fantasy football this season. So before we get into the depth chart and start talking fantasy, let's just look at the draft class and we'll see who they added and who they lost in free agency. So the notable additions is really, really short. They basically re-signed all of their people, which is like one of the first times that's ever been done in NFL history for a defending Super Bowl champion. They get all their starters back. Um, So running back Giovanni Bernard was added from the Bengals. He's going to provide a nice third down passing outlook for Tom Brady. Uh, Think about James White. Think about uh, all the pass receptions that Tom Brady throws to the running back position. Gio Bernard could be a sleeper in best ball leagues. And then the notable departures, they lose some backups here. Joe Hag, uh, offensive tackle, Ryan Smith, cornerback, and then LaShawn McCoy. I don't know if he's going to play or retire or whatnot, but we'll watch where where LaShawn McCoy lands uh, to continue his career. So let's look at this draft class real quick. Um, the first overall pick for them was pick number 32, of course. They take defensive end Joe Tryon out of Washington. Really good move here. If you look at Tampa Bay's pass rush, that was basically the recipe of how they destroyed the NFC and got to Patrick Mahomes in the championship. They just continue to wreak havoc on that defensive line. So they make their strength stronger. Um, <clears throat> they have a lot of veteran defensive pass rushers there too. So I like the, the move here to get a guy that can just come in and learn from – learn from some really good veterans and potentially be their starter for the next season or or future seasons. So really good pick and Joe Tryon Uh, round two pick 32. They get Kyle Trask out of Florida. He doesn't have to do anything. He just gets to sit and learn from Tom Brady. So this is a really good move for Tampa Bay. He's an, he's in a really good situation. Uh, You're, you're learning from Tom Brady. You get to throw to uh, fantastic wide receivers all summer in training camp. We'll see how he does this preseason. So he's going to be like Tampa Bay preseason games. I'm going to be watching Kyle Trask. Uh, so that should be exciting for us. Uh, third round offensive tackle Robert Hainsey out of Notre Dame. Uh, wide receiver in the fourth round, Jalen Darden. Really fast wide receiver. We'll see if he can crack their top three or four wide receivers. <clears throat> he's not going to be the top three, but he's got potential to be the fifth receiver, I think. Uh, linebacker KJ Britt out of Auburn in the fifth. And then two seventh round picks uh, out of BYU, Chris Wilcox, the cornerback. And then Grant Stewart out of Houston, the linebacker. So I don't know. It's not a really overwhelming draft class here. You get Joe Tryon, a potential starter, uh, maybe next season. Kyle Trask, we're going to probably let him develop for the next two seasons under Tom Brady. And we'll see if anybody of these guys here, Robert Hainsey could be a future starter. Jalen Darden could be their return guy, kind of their deep ball specialist. Uh, And we'll watch for these defensive players at the end here. So I think the main takeaway from their offseason and their draft class is they got every they got the band back together. Tampa Bay is going to be a, a tough task for anybody to knock out this season. Tom Brady, year two, the offense is humming. 
everybody's back and including OJ Howard. Um, so we'll talk about him in a second, but Tom Brady, uh, Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Trask, Ryan Griffin, assuming Ryan Griffin's going to be gone. They're going to probably keep Brady Gabbert and Kyle Trask. Let's just look and see where Tom Brady finished last season. Um, so he was quarterback, uh, number seven in a four point passing touchdown league. He threw 40 touchdowns, 4,600 yards, and he even rushed for three touchdowns. I think Tom Brady, uh, again, he's kind of being drafted as like the eighth, ninth, tenth quarterback off the board, which is fair value. I like where he's going in drafts. I'm going to try to add him uh, in any best ball league that I can. And then just looking at his stats down the season, he only had he had one disaster game against the Saints. Otherwise, he probably would have finished much higher here. Um, so I love Tom Brady. I love taking him as my quarterback one. If you can get him as your quarterback two in a super flex league, do it. Like that would be like pairing Josh Allen and Tom Brady or like Kyle Murray. So you take like one of the top end quarterbacks and you get Tom Brady a little bit later. Phenomenal strategy. I really like it. Super flex leagues. That's kind of my go-to league these days. Um, so if, if you're playing one quarterback league, you should talk to your commissioner or your league manager and see what he feels about super flex leagues. Because you could potentially whip out a guy like Tom Brady with you pair him with Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes. It could be a lot of fun, a lot of touchdowns. So go get Tom Brady uh, anywhere you can. Uh, the running backs. What do we do with the running backs? It was so frustrating last year when they added Leonard Fournette. It just kind of threw a wrench in the whole Ronald Jones, Keyshawn Vaughn plan. Uh, but we have basically a three-headed monster. This is basically setting up as the Patriots South with Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, and Giovanni Bernard. I, I'm struggling to, to really get a grip on anybody here. I don't know if I trust either one for fantasy football. I love Ronald Jones. If you watched my shows last year, we I was a big fan of Ronald Jones. I had a lot of best ball shares in him, and he performed pretty well. He actually Actually, uh, exceeded my expectations uh, even when you factored in Leonard Fournette. So let me just pull up the running back numbers from last year. Let's see where Rojo and Leonard Fournette finished. Ronald Jones was running back 19 last year. He almost ran for a thousand yards, seven rushing touchdowns, and then he had 28 catches, 165 yards, and a touchdown. So for best ball leagues, you can you can probably you know assume he's going to be a top 25 running back. You know, he's going to be their leading guy in carries. I, I think the passing game is going to kind of shift towards Fournette and Giovanni Bernard. But as far as actually like running the ball and getting rushing touchdowns, I do like Ronald Jones quite a bit. Uh, but he's, he's kind of being left for dead in the draft ADP, sometimes eighth, ninth round. Um, so <clears throat> he, if you need a running back three or four, Ronald Jones is a good guy to have on the bench. Uh, and especially for redraft leagues, if he falls really far, just put him on the bench. You can maybe spot start him against some plus matchups uh, or if Leonard Fournette or anything happens to any of the other running backs that could present a really nice opportunity for Ronald Jones. Now with Leonard Fournette, he was running back 35. He had 97 carries, 367 yards, and he did rush for six touchdowns. He also was their leading pass catching weapon for running backs, 36 catches, 233 yards. Uh, and he did kind of start to take uh, take some steam towards the end of the year. Look at what he did in the playoffs. His playoff run, when Ronald Jones was banged up, you see 19 carries, 17, 12, 16, uh, and three touchdowns. Basically, he scored in every game. He had four touchdowns, three rushing, one receiving. And then just look at his numbers here, 23, 21, 18, 23. A phenomenal playoff run for Leonard Fournette. So uh, as much as I'm excited about Ronald Jones, and I, I did say that I think he could lead the team in carries, I, I don't know. The way that Leonard Fournette performed last season, 
has me hesitating and it, it's just really hard to predict here. I don't know. It could be a Leonard Fournette game. It could be a Ronald Jones game. I think they're just going to make it very frustrating for fantasy owners this season. So if you like the, the value of these guys later, you just want to get one as your running back three or running back four. I think that's the play. Get one of these guys for your bench, not necessarily plugged in as a starter right away, but if you can kind of hold on to these guys and wait for clarity, that's where I think we should see some results. Uh, and then, just Giovanni Bernard just throws a wrench into this whole plan. Let me show what they did last year with the running backs. So uh, Tom Brady, he had four running backs play last year, 118 total targets to his running backs. LaShawn McCoy had 19, Keyshawn Bond had 10, uh, and then Ronald Jones, 42, Leonard Fournette, 47. I would imagine Ronald Jones's targets go down. Uh, you got to think LaShawn McCoy's 19 targets all go to Gio. So maybe 30 to some, you know, 30, 35 targets for Gio. Who knows? Uh, but it's it's all about Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Just get him on your bench, uh, and we'll see what happens. If there's an injury to Ronald or Leonard, I think you're going to potentially have uh, an RB1 uh, going forward. So keep an eye on those guys. We'll watch Keyshawn Vaughn in training camp. CJ Procise was also added uh, as a backup there. Uh, so let's let's go to the receivers because as as confusing as the running backs are, there's a lot of clarity with the wide receivers. I do need to add Antonio Brown because when I did this, he wasn't signed quite yet. Um, so I'm going to pencil in Antonio Brown right here next to Mike Evans. So you're looking at Godwin, Evans, and Antonio Brown. I think all three guys are legit weapons for fantasy football this year. Uh, Godwin and Evans, they're kind of low-end wide receiver ones. They probably look best as wide receiver twos. You can get them in the fourth round of drafts right now for best ball leagues. Uh, but the value right now is looking like Antonio Brown. Let me go pull up Antonio Brown's numbers. And uh, I just think I, I, I usually like to get the guy that's got the best value when I'm looking at a team. And look, look at what Antonio Brown did in eight games last year. 45 catches, 483 yards, four TDs. That's good for 14.6 fantasy points per game. You look at his game log, though. I took him a little bit to get kind of acclimated to the offense. But from week 15 on through the playoffs, you see uh, 93 yards in a touchdown, 35 yards in a touchdown, 138 yards in two touchdowns, 49 yards in a touchdown. Uh, not a great game against New Orleans in the divisional round, uh, only one catch, 10 yards, but the Super Bowl, five catches, 22 yards, and a touchdown. So whew, his last six games, the man catches six touchdowns. You look at the fantasy numbers, 20, 13, 36, 15, two but 13 so i think antonio brown's a wide receiver three guys uh he could potentially be a top 30 player this year for fantasy if you don't get godwin if you don't get evans target antonio brown i think it's very clear that tom brady is going to funnel some targets to this man and uh even if you don't like him i i, I get it i just think you got to follow the numbers follow the energy tom brady likes his antonio brown so realistically I'm telling people, go get Evans, go get Godwin, go get Antonio Brown. That's where the fantasy points, uh, I can guarantee, will be flowing. Um, so backups, Scott Miller, Tyler Johnson, Justin Watson. I think all three of these guys make the team. So you're looking at Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown being the starters. You got Miller, Johnson, Watson. And then I think they're going to keep Jalen Darden here as their seventh wide receiver. Uh, we'll watch for him. Fourth round pick. He should be a lot of excitement in the preseason. Probably some special teams work as well as a return man. Uh, but nothing really for fantasy outside those top three receivers. Looking at the tight ends, we got Gronkowski and OJ Howard is back. Now, I don't think I can trust Rob Gronkowski to be my tight end one. Let's just pull up the numbers here from last season in PPR leagues. Rob Gronkowski was tight end number eight, 45 catches, 623 yards and seven TDs. Uh, let's just pull up his game to game basis here. 
Um, so it was it was very feast or famine. He had a nice stretch here. It looks like in September or October. Uh, but otherwise, you were getting 4.5 and then 16.6, a 7, a 6, a 20. So this was very hard to predict here. I like Rob, Rob Gronkowski, but pretty much only for best ball leagues. I don't, th I don't think for redraft I can trust the volume, especially with O.J. Howard coming back. Now let me pull up O.J. Howard, who uh, he's been injury riddled his first handful of seasons. Uh, but he started off last year pretty nice. You look at his, he's only got four games with Tom Brady under his belt, but uh, these numbers look a little bit more consistent than Rob Gronkowski's. So you see 13.6 fantasy points, 2.1, 7.9, 14. I can live with the 17.9 uh, and so far 50% hit rate over 50, uh, 10 fantasy points. So two touchdowns, a total of 146 yards, 11 out of 19 targets. Uh, I like the number here, 9.4 fantasy points per game. Let me just pull up and see where that would have put uh, O.J. Howard with 9.4 fantasy points per game. Um, that probably would have put him right in that area of Rob Gronkowski. Let's filter by fantasy points here. Um, so technically he was the 15th best tight end in terms of points per game. And he's being drafted way outside. Like he's being drafted 20, 20th tight end plus. Um, so O.J. Howard's been a favorite best ball target of mine. I would actually prefer O.J. Howard over Rob Gronkowski just because he costs less and he's probably got more upside for consistency. So uh, I'm all in on the Tampa Bay offense this year. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, uh, big hits. Let me pull up my projections for you guys and we'll show you what we're looking at. Um, I mean, I got Tom Brady thrown for uh, 4,815 yards. Got him at 41 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I think he's going to be more efficient this year, a little bit better completion percentage, um, uh, less rushing touchdowns, just two down from three last year. But Tom Brady, man, 347.6 fantasy points. Let's see where that would put him last year. 346, that would put him... Quarterback seven, basically what he did last year, just a little bit better. I think he's more efficient, more touchdowns, more yards with the 17th game, uh, but maybe one less rushing touchdown or two. Um, so I like Tom Brady quite a bit. The running backs, uh, again, I'm not really sure which one to go with here. I think I might have to change this up a little bit. I might make this a 50-50 split between Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. The way it is, I do see... Uh, it's between the two, I see 315 fantasy points, so that's about 160 each. Uh, if you just split that down the middle, I just want to see where they're kind of where their median would lay. If they both play the same amount, 160 fantasy points would put them kind of in the top 30 running backs. So you're looking at two guys, top 30 running backs, good best ball targets. One of them might pull away from the other, or if there's an injury that provides more opportunity for the guy, you're looking at an RB2. Um, so they're, they're both significant RB3s that should be drafted uh, for best ball leagues and then maybe on your bench for a redraft. Uh, and then the wide receivers, let's pull those guys up. Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Brown. I have basically Godwin and Evans the same, roughly 245 points, and then Antonio at 181. So let's see where that would have put them. So 245 points puts them basically wide receiver 12 to 14, somewhere in that range. So you're getting low-end wide receiver one production, but lock like awesome wide receiver twos. If you can get, get Godwin or Evans in your wide receiver two spot or your wide receiver three spot, that's going to be money. And then wide receiver with 181 fantasy points, that would have been Jarvis Landry last year, uh, basically wide receiver three. So I think Antonio Brown could actually, you know, be better than that. And he's being drafted, you know, pretty late as well. So he's probably the best value of the group. 
Um, so we just covered everybody there. And then I did have OJ Howard beating Rob Gronkowski in numbers this year. 110 fantasy points. Let's just see where that lands. Uh, OJ Howard, 110 fantasy points. It's kind of low, uh, but that, that's assuming that both guys are healthy the full season. And you're looking at a floor of, of top 20 tight end for OJ Howard. So we'll see where it goes. Again, I like the receivers. I like Tom Brady. If I'm being honest, take Tom Brady. You, you get the basically the entire offense. You know, he's going to funnel passes to the running backs and whatnot. And then you got three stud wide receivers and two really good tight ends. So uh, the safest call, draft Tom Brady, try to get his receivers, and we'll see what happens. But excited about Tampa Bay's offense. That's going to conclude the NFC South uh, preview here. Go back and check out all the videos that I've done already. I've covered the East, North, and South for both uh, NFC and AFC. We have the AFC West and the NFC West coming up this week. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much for your time. We'll see you in another video. Cool. Peace.